The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey, October edition of 2018. I mean, that's pretty cool. And mm -hmm. we have been kind of going through movies that were our favorite movies. And, and then all of a sudden, we came across a movie this week, right, Sam? That apparently was everybody's favorite movie because we all jumped into it. And we were like, oh, man, this thing is awesome. Oh, it's a great movie. It's, it's one I, you know, Darren mentioned a few weeks back and, you know, I'd seen it a few years ago, and I sat and rewatched it with uh, with my sons, and it was just a great movie and a great reminder of just so many truths in life. Right, and the the movie is McFarland, and yeah, McFarland USA. I'm glad you added that because it it you know when you watch it, you, you you realize it could be in Mexico as much as it could be. In the yeah, USA. it could be anywhere in in small town, you know, America, really, and probably is. Um, I think I've met, you know, Jim White in several different communities in the world. But the idea that we had with this series, Jim, in going into movies from your standpoint, you know, what has that awakened in your walk with God? Well, the whole point of us doing movies, and it's done at the Wild at Heart conferences, is to show us what appeals to our hearts. And I love movies and what it brings out good and bad and what i'll say and i unlike the rest of you who had seen this movie and loved it i saw it for the first time this week and loved it and i've been stuck watching movies for two weeks as my wife's been recovering from surgery so we watched this one together and we both enjoyed it greatly yeah my wife my wife really did too and you know jesus used parables and uh, I once heard a movie producer say, you know, how many people can tell you what last week's sermon was about, but I bet you they can tell you what their dog in The Wizard of Oz's name is. And, <laughs> you know, the point is, is that stories leave an impact. And, and, and Harold, as, as you began coming to boot camps, what, what have these movies, what have you seen that you hadn't seen before? Well, uh, several. Uh, the secondhand lines comes to mind first because I'd probably say that's my most favorite movie uh, but uh, the one about the resistance fighters in World War II I had never seen that one before and that one Defiance Defiance yeah that one really struck a chord with me uh, being the little guy I have a tendency to be somewhat combative <laughs> anytime there's a right. fight of the little guy against the big guy I really relate to that Movies, uh, movies can really teach us a lot if we can get past some of the uh, parts that are not so good in movies made nowadays for the most part. <laughs> so, and this was a Disney movie, interestingly, but to move us into it, because we've got a lot of clips to cover, um, this is a, a coach in the movie had been struggling. And you're going to hear his struggles very quickly in this, in this clip. And then he gets a chance to help coach the football team, and you're going to hear where he struggles with that. And you, you can kind of get a good 
just by listening to the clip, you can get a pretty good picture of where we find uh, the main character in this movie and the disruption, really, that, that God is fixing to bring into his life because he thought he was coming there to take care of his family, to get this job to be a football coach, and God quickly takes him somewhere else. Sit down. Welcome to McFarland. You know, I was surprised that a man like you would want to come here, but then I read your file. Up in St. Paul, you were fired for verbally abusing your players. I don't use profanity. I was just trying to motivate some boys who didn't know the value of hard work. And, uh, fight with the chairman of the school board? Difference of opinion. And this latest incident. You want to tell me about that? I lost my temper. Should never have happened. What are the chances of it happening again? It's not going to happen again. Pleased to hear it. Because you're running out of options, Mr. White. Come in, coach. Coach White, Coach Jenks, this is your new overqualified assistant. They're right. <laughs> the name's White. Yep. <laughs> Come in. Right, I want to get right to this. Coach Jenks tells me that you and he had an altercation at the game. A what? An altercation. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it that. Well, uh, whatever it was, uh, Coach Jenks doesn't think this arrangement is going to work out, and he's asked for you to step down. Now, I feel that if he's the coach of the football team... Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on. You're firing me? And nobody said you were fired. Well, he just asked me to step down. You didn't say no, which in my language means you're fired. Oh, hold on, I just Jim. moved my family here. Hold on, Jim. I don't have the staff to go around firing people because some insecure jerk who can't stop eating his apple got all bent out of shape. What did you... Shut up. You had a chance to talk, and you let me do it for you. You're dismissed. <laughs> Am I fired? No, you're not fired either. Now get out of here. Look, I don't know if this is a pattern with you. And I don't know which one of you was a bigger jerk out there. But I'm counting on it that it wasn't you. Because I need a PE teacher. And I need a life science teacher. I don't know how that sits with you. But that's how it sits. You know, what I, what I heard the first time I saw this... Um, as I watched that, I could immediately spot the Satan character, okay, the enemy in here. And, and of course, the enemy has been um, going after Coach White's heart for a while. He, he, you know, causes him to lose his temper, obviously, or helps him um, take advantage of that. He supposedly loses a job in Idaho and, and uh, idyllic, you know, perfect little city usa ends up here uh and then immediately you know the other coach has his number oh okay so this guy's been fired before for altercation so i'll just throw the altercation thing in there and so here you have the enemy and and you've heard it before on the masculine journey that the story of your life it can best be summed up by saying that there is a long and sustained assault upon your heart by the one who knows what you could be or he believes he knows what you could be and he fears you rising up to become that and that's obvious here that the enemy does not want jim white to become the glorious coach that releases other people's glory as well and so he's coming after coach white in many ways and that's what i see here yeah, which uh, there's a lot of men that, that are out there that are, have this kind of move against personality mm -hmm. that is not afraid to confront people, that is, that is 
you know, wanting them to be more, all that they can be and that kind of stuff. And that kind of person also tends to throw the rules out, right, Darren? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, um, it's been said about me before. That was me. Uh, that, <laughs> oh, uh, I'm just seeing I, I that could relate. I can relate. Uh, I can definitely relate. Um, you know, I, I used to work for the largest company in the world in their particular industry. And you can imagine when you are the largest company in your world, uh, you have lots of rules and regulations. And I was pretty famous there for not going by the rules and the regulations. And it wasn't that I was breaking rules that would hurt people. It was well, that I didn't that, let rules that, Darren, get in the way. But I have to just way. jump in here because it's, it's, it's beautiful to me. It's, it's gorgeous how God has given you this, and we can see it. But if you're the person hiring you that day, it had a file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I see why you're here. <laughs> You could have said, and the, and the, can you, can you picture that, Sam? For me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I think we'd all have a file at one point or another, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, file. yeah, that's my point. That's my point. Yeah. If, 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 if my principal, I mean, I know he had it yeah. there. It's pretty easy for, to see that, but it be, would be the same exact thing for me. And Robbie, the reason that this happened and that happened, they, he has And you notice file. Coach White had an excuse for all of them, I, and he responded. But now with this losing football, that was his life. That was his goal, and he's lost that, which is a good lead into the next clip if you want to jump on it. I do want to jump on it, but I, I honestly, but. I know I would stick here, but I got to stick here because Harold, I know your story. You know, he, he's got a file on you too, doesn't he? Oh yeah. And and, oh, yeah. and it would be very. I mean, it's 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 such a beautiful thing that you said, Darren. That you know, the enemy is right there. He's got your file, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 he's ready to go. But interestingly, due to this disruption, to set up the next clip. But think about it, Harold. Think about your file. I, you know, I think of the people listening. Think about what what that would be. Is like, what's in? Well, yeah, the what's, enemy what's in knows your, your scheme, right? Bill Belichick, before he lines up his team against the opposite team uh, this Sunday, he is going to know that other team very well. He's going to know their file, and he's going to set up a scheme against that team. That's what the enemy does. And that's what he's that's been Bill doing. Belichick. No. <laughs> With Coach White being characterized as being a driven person and trying to push people, it brings back memories of uh, my staff creating the mood meter that they hung on the door of my office <laughs> <laughs> that uh, would t- indicate what they saw as I walked in. <laughs> so, yeah, we all have a – we've got a file. But interestingly, God gives him – some insight through watching one of these guys run and and it takes him to a new idea and a new adventure that he gets called on well you sound perfect well you sounded perfect but we got to start it again so here we go i talk to you a minute yeah you mind if i shut the door this requires a shut door (laughs) cross-country running California is holding their first state championship this year. Cross country. That's a private school sport. They breathe different air than we do. No, it's the same air. You do understand we don't have a cross country team? Yeah, what I don't understand is why we have a football team instead. I mean, we have, we have kids here who seem like they can run forever. 
They carbo-load on rice and beans. I mean, they pick an extreme heat. They go to school all day. Some of them even run home. I've seen it. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And you've just described half the kids in the Central Valley. Jim, let me ask you something. You've coached cross-country before? No. Track? No. But you ran? Competed in high school, maybe? No. Well, you sound perfect. <laughs> And and Sam, as he begins to enter into this new adventure that he's on, he finds himself quickly, right? Well, as I and I find myself quickly at the break, where you know family becomes critical to this in hard work, and these Mexicans that are you know trying to make the money for their family, they've got to work hard, which teaches something to him about hard work that he wasn't expecting. We'll be back in a minute with more on McFarland. <laughs> USA. Hi, this is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. God has set within each of us a masculine heart. Why? Why did he give you that heart? And what does the Christian life have to do with any of that? Come join Masculine Journey Radio for a boot camp, November the 1st through the 4th, based on John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. And when might that be again? That's a great question, Tiny Jim. November the 1st through the 4th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Yes, we are talking about McFarland, USA today on the Masculine Journey and, and, and kind of what that speaks to. It's kind of a living parable of, of a lot of our lives. And, and for me, what this Coach White came into uh, was seeing, you know, he'd been fired from these other schools where he was trying to get the, the white kids to work hard, you know, to not be lazy and that kind of thing. But now he's working amongst these Mexican immigrants who are getting up at four or five o'clock, actually four o'clock in the morning to go out and, and pick until they go to school at eight o'clock. And then when they get done that, you know, they run eight miles with him and then they go finish up picking or whatever the situation is. And, and he is in, is totally disrupted because his style was, how do I get these people to work harder? Well, he, he couldn't make that. I mean, that wasn't the deal with these people. Yeah, and so his style of motivating them wasn't going to work correctly either. I, you know, that's what's kind of funny is these kids were already outworking him, and their parents were already outworking him. And so, you know, he has to learn how to, to relate to them in a way that uh, that's part of the disruption, I think. You know, we opened up the show talking about that, and um, that disruption that God brings if you have just a crack in the door, you know, where you're willing, where you're humble enough to let God come in and disrupt, and God's always doing that. He's always disrupting and dismantling 
and healing and restoring and then releasing your glory onto the world that's really what he wants to do you know i talked before the break about the 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 your story might be best summed up with this assault well the other side of that is the story is best summed up with god is always disrupting dismantling um healing restoring and releasing your glory and so in this next clip we figure out that uh you know these kids are a lot smarter than he gives them credit for and they understand the ethic of work a whole lot more than than he probably has appreciated at this time yeah and, and to set this up he's had a really bad day mm-hmm. in that he'd lost the, the the first race he got into and it was because they couldn't run hills and so he thought he'd get him to run hills and so by trying to get him to work harder it 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 blows his his star player's mind who actually wants to quit mm-hmm. and then because he gets so involved in that he forgets about his daughter's birthday well the next thing you know he's out driving because his family's dejecting him he doesn't know what to do he's he's forgotten his wife's birthday and he sees his star player up on the bridge looking like he's going to jump off what are you doing on the bridge thomas who hit you? No one. I hit my dad, but it wasn't his fault. I don't know about that. Yeah, well, you don't know about a lot of things, okay, White? Yeah, we got a clue. All right, then, then explain it to me. Help me figure it out. Look, he's a picker, right? He's not a foreman like Senor Diaz. He, he doesn't run a crew. He just tries to get whatever work he can find. Arizona, Texas, wherever. And he got back yesterday, and his baby girl was pregnant. So he just started hitting the wall, all right? And I was trying to get him to stop, and I just got in the way. Look, if he hurts his hands, he can't work. Do you get that? Okay. Okay, Thomas, I get it. You want to know why I'm out here? Middle of the night, driving around by myself? No. Too bad. I'm going to tell you anyway. I forgot to buy my daughter's birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> It's bad, boy. Look, you, um, you scared me today. You did. And you're, you're scaring me now. So you want to come off of there? Nope. Okay, then, let me tell you the truth about what happens, how this ends, if you, if you fall from here. If you go off this bridge tonight, and there's every chance you might, you'll, you'll probably live. All right? It's not that high, but I promise you, Thomas, there's no chance you'll ever run again. None. And right now, I'm guessing running's the best thing you've got. Feels as if it might be the only thing you've got. Come on. Okay. Oh. So you want to keep going with this cross-country thing? Me too. Me too. Sam, that's a huge turning point right there to come across such a thing. And the humility in that is amazing. Yeah, I think that, you know, he starts to recognize more and more of what these kids' lives look like and realizing how important that this running could really be to them you know, to take them, A, out of their comfort zone, but into a place where they could find life that they've never really felt before. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's it seems like there's so much here that we got to kind of move through quickly. 
um, essentially the team starts to win and and people start coming into their glory and he gets a chance to coach it's you know a bigger nicer you know school with a lot more money which is kind of what he was in it for what it would appear originally and he's wrestling with that and the community comes together really helps him i wish we had the time to play the clip do this what do you call it sam a quesadilla (laughs) (laughs) a birthday party for his 15 year old daughter which is a normal celebration (laughs) do the quesadilla and he really calls out his daughter in, in, in her beauty and all that comes to the rescue everything looks wonderful but unfortunately you know he, he lets the young man take his daughter out and she they get in an accident he blames all of them and now all of a sudden he thinks he wants to take this job and you find he and his wife uh, together in an intimate conversation it feels like everything we've ever wanted you know, everything we've ever talked about you know big house Financial security, great school for the kids, nice, safe neighborhood. The owner of the corner store was washing away blood from his parking lot when I drove out this morning. Tim, the owner of the store has a name, and he's our friend. And you looked him in the eye two days ago and thanked him for everything he's done for us. I know. Of course it bothers me. But do you know how she got hurt? Your team jumped in front of her. They pushed her out of the way they protected her like she was their family you think she's gonna find that in palo alto i know it's hard but please don't just let this be about our safety because nowhere i've ever lived has ever felt this much like home and and so it's a fascinating thing the draw of community right here and his wife is there to remind him and community is so important and we don't realize it in our lifestyle and in the culture that we live in Uh, but they have it and honestly it reminded me of our going to Alaska and we were strangers there but we were taken in and I had people that I hardly knew doing wonderful things for us there just because we were there and we were family and that's what he's experienced here, and I don't think they've ever had that before. Yeah, it's it's amazing, you know, when you're struggling with a very noble cause. I want to do the best for my family, and um, again, we see the very traditional way that happens, and God comes in to disrupt and say, well, no, wait a minute. Um, yeah, is what your family needs the bigger house, the better job, the financial security, the safety that you feel every day letting your your child go to school um is is that really what is most important or are you willing to risk staying in a situation that brings you and your family closer to me um and closer to the real calling you have which is fathering young boys and learning from those young boys fathers and those young boys mothers 
and this whole community idea and it's and that's the the story of McFarland USA is really a story of a community it's it's about disruption but it's disruption for a man it's disruption for a community because he comes in and disrupts the community standard the 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 expectation of what it is to live in McFarland USA he disrupts that well they disrupt him as well and so god's right, disrupting but, everybody here but what he sees and uh, his wife really calls it out in him is look he, your team would not be what they are you wouldn't have this chance at mm-hmm. palo alto if the parents of those players hadn't got in behind what you were doing mm-hmm. and, and and you know as the community came in behind their children and behind the you know the whole situation and, and so sam it's, it's to me it's like secondhand lions or sea biscuit you know they're fixing each other real good absolutely you know god calls all these people to the same place and and you know because they're obedient because they follow their heart in a good way they find they do find this community this life this redeeming uh community of friends and the people who love them so as the movie progresses you'll find them now at the state championship Mm -hmm. And, and when they or sitting there looking at it, it is it is literally a Southern California mountain that they've got to climb, and mm-hmm. you know, having climbed some of those, that's oh my goodness, and doing it cross country running, you know, <laughs> and, and so they're a little intimidated, and you can hear him call out their glory, but pay particular attention to the words that he uses, especially at the at the end of his speech. All right, everybody, gather around. Come on. I want you to look around. Best in the state, right? Every team that's here deserves to be, including you. But they haven't got what you got, all right? They don't get up at dawn like you and go to work in the fields, right? They don't go to school all day and then go back to those same fields. That's what you do. And then you come out with me and you run eight miles, 10 miles, and you take on, you take on even more pain. These kids don't do what you do. They can't even imagine it. When I went out in the field that day with you, Diaz kids, I'll be honest with you, it was the worst day's work I ever had to do in my life. And I said to myself, whatever kind of crappy job I end up in, it'll never be as tough as that. You kids do it every day. And your parents hope they can do it every day. And they'll do it for a lifetime if it means a better life for you. You guys are superhuman. Don't you endure just to be here, to get a shot at this? The kind of privilege that someone like me takes for granted? There's nothing you can't do with that kind of strength. With that kind of heart. Kids have the biggest hearts I've ever seen. Go run your race. Joey, run your race. That's the word today on Masculine Journey.